You want to start a podcast? Hey, Tucker. I guess so. Cool. What do you think it should be about? Well, you teach meditation, right? Yeah, I do that. I am also a meditation teacher. I've seen you. You're you're not half bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're more than half bad. That that. <laughs> it's like golf, though, right? You you want a low score? <laughs> I think so. I, I, I think that was a compliment. Should we do a podcast on, on teaching meditation? We seem to be off to a good start. Why don't we keep going? I have a great yeah. idea for a name. You ready? <laughs> yeah, yeah, what is it? Teaching meditation. That's very on point. I think I, that'll... It took me all night. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're, you're, I can hear the sleep deprivation in your voice. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's go with that. A podcast on teaching meditation called Teaching Meditation. Welcome, everybody. Yeah, welcome to our show. So we've got a lot of really amazing conversations that you're going to get to have a peek at. So we hope that you'll enjoy them, but we wanted to give you this introduction to sort of give you a sense of why we're doing this. So Tucker, is there anything that you'd like to say on that? I was excited about this because I wanted to create a resource for people who want to teach meditation. Uh, I didn't know of one. So if you want to be a meditation teacher, how do you do that? How do you get started? How do you deal with ethics? How do you deal with transference from students? Uh, should you even be a meditation teacher? Uh, I wanted a bunch of opinions on those topics all in one place. Yeah, and being a meditation teacher is kind of interesting in that in my local town in Tennessee, the Southeast, there's at least three different yoga studios where I could become a teacher and go through a certification process. But the, at least from, with what I'm familiar with, the path to becoming a meditation teacher is a bit more enigmatic. Uh, for some reason, the practice of meditation, it's just different becoming a teacher. So I'm hoping that if we sort of get to talk about the teaching process and talk to other teachers about their teaching process, we can sort of demystify this a little bit and give a pretty uh, clear picture of what it is to be a meditation teacher and, and how that comes about for people. Yeah, that's what I was interested in too. I think with every guest I've interviewed so far, I asked the question, how did you become you know, a well-known enough meditation teacher that I knew your name to call you? That it had seemed to me there's basically three paths. Um, one is being really good at marketing and it's probably not a great path through which to become a teacher, right? Uh, the other is being good at something similar to teaching, like you've written a best-selling book, you produce great informative YouTube videos or something. The third, which I think has been the most common so far, is some combination of hard work and dumb luck, you know? 
uh, being in the right place at the right time. And I'm really curious to hear more of those stories. See if there's maybe somewhere our listeners would be able to attempt to replicate some of the some of the paths that the teachers have followed. Yeah, and I hope in kind of telling these stories or hearing about these stories, we'll also have a bit of a community with this as well. So just like we can talk about techniques with meditation practice, philosophies of meditation practice, it seems where this really starts to be meaningful for people and, and start to take off and flourish is, is the community side of it, the Sangha part of it, where people get to get together and talk a bit candidly about their actual experience around these ideas. And this is what I've noticed with the, the people that I'm working with is a lot of them are getting really excited about meditation because it's, so, it's working so well for them that they're starting to find themselves talking to other people about meditation or, or taking leadership roles in the context of meditation. So I hope this will also spark a little bit of that community experience where instead of only talking about our experiences with meditation itself, we get to talk a little bit more candidly about our experiences teaching meditation. Yeah, I, I always tell my students, it's the same in any skill. Being a good coach isn't very similar to being a good player, right? The best coaches are almost never the best players. How to teach meditation is really a skill entirely unto itself. And it certainly doesn't require being the best meditator of any of your students. I would have had to retire a while ago. I've told this joke about you quite a few times where uh, you were my first serious student. And uh, you've gotten better at, I think, every dimension of meditation practice uh, than, than I am. And I always tell everybody, you know, they say it's the greatest honor the first time you have a student surpass you. But having had it happen, you know, it's not that great. <laughs> well, it, your kind words about me have just totally flattered my <laughs> non-existent ego. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and there's a bit of a, a format that I'm taking in my interviews with the teachers where I'm really curious about how they got into meditation in the first place. So I usually start there. And then I ask them kind of how they also got into teaching. And then depending on what their specialty is or their background or the, the context of us talking, I, I like to explore sort of the, the things that they're especially interested in. So I think you, you'll hear that format, at least when I do the interviews with teachers. And Tucker, you had a conversation with a really amazing meditation teacher about this podcast, right? Yeah, so I've known Shinsen Young for a really long time, and I had scheduled an interview with him for the podcast, but it was going pretty backwards. He was asking me all the questions for 20 or 25 minutes. How do I define meditation? Who's going to be on this podcast? And then after that period of time, he was like, oh, okay, I get it. You're doing a podcast on teaching meditation, and this is supposed to be my interview on your podcast. And I was very excited. 20, 25 minutes, we got there. <laughs> and so he and I had had this conversation that we had recorded but hadn't expected to post online about his thoughts 
or our thoughts on what this might look like. So we're going to give you some snippets of this conversation about his views on, on what our podcast might, might do to help you all. Yeah. Roll the tape. That's something you should say on a podcast, right? Or... <laughs> okay, I'll try it. I'll try it too. Roll the tape. Uh, actually, can I interrupt? Uh, Please. Can I ask you some questions? Yeah, let's do it. Can you uh, fill in some more detail about um, this resource that you're thinking of creating? Uh, how uh, you did pretty good about... <clears throat> Uh, listing a number of dimensions associated with the uh, teaching of uh, meditation. Um, and you referenced getting a group of people together um, to uh, create resources around that. Um, how many people were you thinking of getting together and how were those resources to be organized? Is it just <clears throat> simple, it all just sits on the internet and people listen to segments? Is there an actual process they would go through? Um, yeah, sure. So um, I think the plan is to get about <clears throat> two dozen teachers. Um, this is just going to sit out there on the internet. The reason that I wanted to do this is I don't want to certify teachers. Um, That's correct. You don't want it. This is a. Di this is not that. No, and no, no, you're no. Clear I, about that. No, I'm not certifying teachers at all. However, I have quite a few students who have studied with me for years. Are very good people are good at the practice. And so, you know, younger, newer people kind of naturally gravitate to them for advice. And I wanted to provide a few different ways for anybody in the world who happens to find themselves in that position to get information and advice about how to be in that position. But there's not a particular class that this is for. It's just on the internet for anybody who might find themselves in a position to teach or not teach. Okay, so I think the first thing that comes to my mind was the word that you mentioned first. So that's always a good sign. Um, what comes to a person's mind first is very important. There's a word in Chinese, chushin, uh, which means, can't even translate it in English. It means so many things. One could be the first thing that comes to your mind true is first and sin is heart, mind, consciousness, uh, all of the above in Chinese. Um, so could be the first thing that comes to your mind or it could be the first moment of primordial perfection in what you see, hear, feel, um, think, speak, and act. <laughs> that could be your original mind. Um, Etc. Etc. <clears throat> Your first thought was diversity. That was my first thought too. My second thought is, what are the dimensions of diversity? In other words, you want to have <clears throat> teachers that have something in common. They're all very senior. I would think that you would probably want that. Uh, Is that correct? Uh, we want, or do you want a range? We want a few junior people as well. So, like, 
the question of what does your first six months look like in teaching? No offense. Uh, excellent. Okay. Yeah, you, so you just may not remember a, that as well as a junior teacher. The, absolutely. That's the, boy, you're really thinking clearly about this. Thanks, this Peter. is good. Um, that is the problem with teachers. We just get too used to the material and try as we may, we just become hard for people to understand. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's a good idea. Um, so you will have a range of experience, but I will still say your main voices should be people that are, they may not, I don't know about seniority, but they, they should have the gravitas of attainment. Yeah, let's call it the gravitas of attainment. Yeah, so it looks to me like you have already thought of everything that I have thought of. Um, so maybe we're done. <laughs> uh, uh, because um, what you're describing could be enormously useful to the world. Thanks. And you're just the kind of person to make that happen. You know, people love being a fly on the wall to things. <laughs> do, do we just sit here quiet long enough for the tape to finish? What do, this, is my, this is my first podcast I've run. <laughs> you know, I was going to say, this is, this is the time where we can start talking to the people who are editing this. Um, well... We hope that you found this first conversation a bit insightful towards what this podcast is actually going to be about. And if you're a Dharma nerd like we kind of are, maybe you'll even find these podcast episodes bingeable that you just can't stop listening to them because they're so good, we hope. And we hope that as well, if you're listening to this and you're not planning to become a Dharma teacher, that this still looks like a pretty interesting conversation. Here we're going to talk to these people who are pretty committed to what they're doing, both in their meditation practice and talking to others about meditation. And even as a practitioner, that that's a useful thing to listen to. So thanks so much for being here, for listening to us talk about this, and we hope you enjoy it. We'll see you in the first episode.